This goes out to all my mothers out there that are wearing multiple hats. I'm talking the moms that are working, running their own businesses, managing kids, being a wife, doing all the things. Yet somehow, some way, by the grace of God, we pull it off. But that doesn't mean that it doesn't become overwhelming or challenging or frustrating or all of the emotional things that come along with it at times. Today, I talk with Brianna Day, a good friend of mine, who is not only a badass mom, but a makeup artist turned lifestyle blogger, now creative director of eWomen Network, a family-owned business that she has now stepped into a powerful and important role within this company, and she has a little baby, now toddler kind of, and she is managing it all. Let's go ahead and dive right in. Awesome. Okay. So I want to know really quick, what is one thing most people do not know about you? Um, it's so funny. I feel that when I meet people, it's crazy the amount of times I've heard, I bet you were so popular growing up. And it's like the farthest from the truth. I was such a dork. I was banned. <laughs> I was a band nerd. I was a color guard captain. I was a speech team captain. I was pretty much captain of all things not cool. And <laughs> And it's just, it's funny, the perception, because, um, because yeah, I was totally like an insecure, not cool kid all, all growing up forever. Well, that's funny to me because I have been following you now for quite some time and we actually have known each other for a few years. Yeah. And I would have never guessed that obviously. <laughs> so that's, def- that's definitely something I would not have known from you because you, you position yourself with such like confidence and stature within your brand. And you have, you've done that for years on, on social media. So, um, you've done very, very well for yourself, but that leads me into the next question, because like I said, I've, I've known you for several years. In fact, a lot of people might not know, but Brianna actually did my makeup for an event several years ago. I was going to some like great Gatsby event and you had done my makeup and that's kind of the industry that you had started out in. And now you're, you're transitioning, not just, you know, into being a new mom, which we'll talk about in a bit, but in your career. So, so tell me like how, where has Brianna's life started and how have you gotten to this point as just a really successful entrepreneur? Oh, so sweet of you. I mean, I think just honestly, every transition has always just come from being really ambitious and having this inner knowing of I'm capable of more, mm-hmm. you know, uh, growing up. So my my dad was a musician. So I was always really inspired by my dad growing up. He had a gold album on Capitol Record toward the world was on Soul Train in the 70s, you know, just like this really cool, you know, gold album 
award-winning musician songwriter. So I always emulated him from the standpoint of wanting to be in the spotlight and some kind of entertainer. And so I always gravitated towards the arts in that way. That's where the band nerd came in. I got really into acting as a result of speech. So I went after that for a really long time, but I realized that in that space, you are really at the mercy of someone else deciding your success when it comes to that whole entertainment world auditioning world. Like you could be the perfect person, but lose the opportunity for the most subjective reason that's completely out of your control. And I like to be in control. So I realized that that was not the world for me, but I loved the set environment. I love the creative space, which is when I transitioned into another passion of mine, which was the makeup side of things. And so I did your makeup. I kind of grew in the makeup world, but my niche within that space was really in production, advertising specifically in Dallas when I decided to come back to Dallas from Los Angeles. And that's really where I was. But again, always knowing that there was more to me and what I had to offer. And really, I'd be on set doing hair and makeup, but loving the creative director role. I loved understanding the psychology behind the shoots and the campaigns we were doing, the color choices, the you know hiring of the talent, the reason behind the go-bys for hair and makeup. It was fascinating to me. And that's really where I decided to really start to study that creative direction space, which has gotten me to where I am now. That's amazing. And you also have a an amazing business that you're about to take over with your mother with eWomen Network. Yeah. And you know, has that is that kind of your role into that company as well? Yeah. So that was my point of entry for sure. I, you know, was an entrepreneur. It's funny. If you had asked me like five years ago, would you ever join the family business? I can't tell you how many times I got asked that question so much. And every single time it was like, (laughs) heck no, like that's never going to be me. I am my own person. It's, I think a lot of the reason why I dropped my maiden name Yancey and went by my middle name Day for so long, you know, because I just, you know, having high profile, successful parents really wanted my own identity to be known as my own person. And that was really important to me. So my early 20s, that's really what I did from makeup. I started my first business, kind of was a bit of a serial preneur, had two different ventures that I had done. Both of them did really well. And I just remember sitting one time, one day with my mom, having martinis, venting about entrepreneur life and just the struggles sometimes. And she was going through her own at the time. Her director of digital marketing was resigning. Her husband was retiring. She was moving with him. And my mom was like, oh my God, what am I going to do? Like, this is just the worst timing. And I just can't imagine bringing someone new into it. And I was just jokingly over a martini trying to make her feel better. Like, you guys are going to be just fine. You need someone younger in that role anyway somebody with innovative ideas, somebody that has a fresh perspective, somebody that's now, like you should just hire me. And I was just joking and being sarcastic. And then she was like, well, that's actually, that's not a horrible idea. And we ended up just laughing it off, honestly. But for whatever reason, the universe, God, whoever Mm -hmm. kept just like reminding me of this lighthearted martini talk. And Mm -hmm. it kept coming back to me. And two months later, I just finally called her up and I was like, hey, remember that day? Remember that conversation? What if we had a more serious conversation about that? And we did. And so that's when I joined into the company. They acquired my uh, my company, Beauty Boss Network at the time, and mm-hmm. it rolled it into our family of brands here, eWomen Network. 
Mm-hmm. And I started off kind of on the digital space and then quickly my expertise in branding from working in the branding niche within the production world became a huge asset. And I kind of grown in the company over the past four years. So that's where the transition from digital to creative director has kind of come into play, but it's been really fun. And that's, that's how it really happened. It's amazing. I love, I love hearing the story. I mean, I love hearing entrepreneurial stories, but really of of women, because I feel like we do a lot of transitioning and pivoting throughout our journeys as entrepreneurs. And there's so much of a story behind it. And like your journey has just, I've watched you now for, I don't even know how many years I want to say like seven years. Yeah. Now that I think how long I've known you, it's actually been a really long time. It's kind of, why do we not get together more? I don't even know. (laughs) You should change that immediately. (laughs) I mean, we live in like practically the same city, just maybe a couple miles apart, which is, we need to fix this, Brianna. Anyway, (laughs) I, (laughs) I have watched you grown like into this just amazing talent. You've always been talented in my eyes, but this amazing, talented entrepreneurial woman that has really stepped in to take over this amazing company one day. And what your mom's already done with it is phenomenal. You know, globally, it's just phenomenal what she's been able to do with this company. And it's just an amazing thing to be a part of. So I just can't wait to continue to watch you grow in in that specific area of your life. And I just, it's just going to get bigger and better. So I'm super excited for you, but not only that, not only are you like pivoting in all these areas, but now you're a mama. You're a new mom. So congratulations to that. Thanks. Yes. And it's just, I mean, I know firsthand how challenging it is to have this like whole new working mom life. So I'm curious, what does that phrase mean to you? Because now you've had to really encompass this whole I'm a working mama. Like, what does that mean to you? Yeah. I mean, let's be real. All mamas are working mamas, right? Mm -hmm. Like, even if you're a stay-at-home mama, you're a working mama. Um, I think working mama for me, uh, I view the context of like a double shift. (laughs) Like, I have two jobs, (laughs) you know? So I have my, my role here and I have my role at home. And so working mama is wearing both of those hats and figuring out how to balance it. And it's easier said than done. There's no doubt mm-hmm. about it, you know, but it's rewarding and it's exciting. And I think the thing for me is, you know, there's, there are women who figured out that their life calling is to raise children, mm-hmm. right? Like you can have a calling to be a mom, but then there's, I think, a calling to be the person to raise your child. There are women and that is their purpose. That's what they should be doing. I happen to be a woman that feels that I'm called to be a mom, but I'm also called to chase a passion that I have come into the knowing that is my deepest desire. Like I would be not totally fulfilled if I didn't chase that. Mm-hmm. And I think that if I didn't go after that, I'd be do- doing a disservice to my daughter because how can I possibly raise her to go after her wildest dreams if I don't go after mine? And so for me, being a working mama is really owning your passion. And if that's, and if that is to be a stay at home mom, then that is your 
that is your working mama genre, right? For me, being a working mama means having another career in addition to being a mom and not being able to be the one to raise her 24 seven and knowing deep down that that really is the best thing for her because I'm teaching her something that is a really important value of mine, which is that she can achieve her dreams if she's willing to work for them. I love that. You know, you, you said something which really aligns with how I look at my working mom lifestyle and Jasmine star actually said this. I was in a clubhouse room yesterday that she was in and she said something that it just, you know, when certain people say some things, it just hits you like, Ooh, that's so good. Mm -hmm. She said it has been her choice. And again, I align with this 100%. It has been my choice. There's two types of working women. There are working mamas and then there are moms who work. And she said she chose from the beginning of knowing that she was pregnant, that she wanted to lead with her career and be a a working mother. Okay. And there's nothing wrong with having a mom that works. There's nothing wrong with that. There's just women that choose to lead with their career. And then there's women that choose to lead with the, the, motherhood, the taking care of the child part. And there's nothing wrong with either. I personally have chose to lead with my career because I know that me personally, I would much rather have that stability for my children um, growing up, but there's different types of stability. I'm not saying there's, there's not stability in the other way, but there's just that choice that some women choose to make to lead with their career and other women do not. You could be a mom who works that has a job, right? Mm -hmm. That brings you joy and happiness because you have the balance of both. You know, you have a purpose outside of your your home and that gives you fulfillment. I think for me, being a working mom in that context is not just wanting a job, but wanting to chase that career advancement, right? Like I'm not just clocking in and clocking out and that's really my joy. My joy is that advancement. That joy is that, that uphill battle, that fighting for something bigger and better than myself that's the fulfilling part of it for me. And I think that's where leading with your career kind of is that differentiator. Exactly. Well, that leads me into, it's like you're setting me up for these amazing (laughs) questions that I want to ask you. And that leads me into the next one, because you said that, that, that fight for something bigger and better. And when you say the word fight, my question is, is through your entrepreneurial journey, would you comfortably be able to say that it's been a steady road for you? Or has it been a fight? Has it been an uphill battle? I mean, girl, could anybody say it's been a steady road for them? Please introduce them to me because I, I want right? to know. <laughs> I want to know how you did it. I know. I don't know. <laughs> no is the answer. It has not been a steady uphill, you know, walk in the park. It, is, it has most definitely had its highs and its lows and its challenges and its struggles and I don't think it ever gets any easier for any of us. I think we just kind of get better. Yeah, I constantly feel like we, as when you decide to fully, not a entrepreneur, but like when you truly fully embrace the entrepreneurial entrepreneur in you, you're never done learning. And I think learning in itself is a challenge because you have to constantly be pivoting in your career to stay relevant. Right. Amen. Amen. So, um, I love that. So that leads me into wanting to know what's been one of your most challenging parts throughout your entrepreneurial journey. Has it Ugh. been these huge pivots? Has it been the motherhood? Like, has it been just all of it? Let's throw it in a bucket and go. Like, what right? are your most challenging moments? 
It's definitely, I don't think, been the pivots for me. I feel like I am one of those people that, while I've made some major career shifts, every single career shift I've made has made sense. Like I'm able to look at every single stage of my career and of my life and and realize, oh, that's why I had to go through that. Because there's lessons in each of those that I still apply to this day that are why I have my unique perspective and why I have a place in this pretty crowded market, you know, of branding strategists and what have you, right? So that's not it. I'd say for me, the hardest obstacle, there's been a lot, but I think the hardest one to overcome was becoming okay with not being liked by everyone. Mm. For me, because I was, I was very much a people pleaser. You know, I did not want to hurt feelings. I did not want to disappoint. And it, and it plays out not only in customers not resonating with you, but it also plays out in your team, like as you grow and being okay with not being everybody's buddy and friend. Sometimes when you're a boss, you've got to, got to lay it down the way it's got to be laid down. There's a professional way to do it. I don't believe in being disrespectful ever, but you know, sometimes you just got to follow the reality that if you want to really lead a team, you can't be everybody's best friend and learning that, learning to be okay with that. That was really hard, really painful for me for a long time. I I have, oh my gosh, I'm like, I feel like we needed to have these conversations like months and months ago, maybe years ago, because we have so much in common. I don't, I don't think I would ever, maybe it is people pleasing. I wouldn't say I was ever really a people pleaser. I just feel like I concealed parts of my true self in order to just kind of chameleon into my surroundings, Mm -hmm, you know? mm -hmm. So maybe that is a sense of people pleasing in a way, because I am that type of coach and mentor and person in business and leader where I, and I don't like the saying, well, I'm not here to make friends because I mean, I get the, I I understand that saying, but like, I just don't like how it sounds. No. So I just always like, I'm the type of person in business where I'm not always going to tell you what you want to hear, but I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. And that comes with so much love. And if people really know my heart, which I'm assuming you're the same way, if they know your heart and they know your intentions, then they know it's coming from a good place only to help elevate them in business and whatever position they are in life. Right. But it is hard. That is something very, very challenging. And I'll tell you what, I personally feel like that is a never ending battle because you're Mm. constantly meeting new people and collaborating with new people. And it's like, I need to pump my brakes or do I need to pump my brakes? Do I need to just be myself? Do I not need to be myself? Yeah. And I've had to learn it on an extreme level because my first entrepreneurial venture I went into with a partner, 50, 50, Mm. it was also a, a, a longtime friend. Right. And so learning that, that lesson, not only, how do I want to word it? I have always, for whatever reason, chosen to go into business with people that I'm also in personal relationship with. Even Mm -hmm. now, you know, in the network, I'm in business with my parents. Like I work bold and report to mom and dad. Like that's weird sometimes, you know? And so, and prior, you know, I had experience going into business with a friend. I have lots of experience in hiring friends because we want to support the people we love, you know, as, as, um, vendors for different projects. And I think that having that relationship in the back of business is, can create 
sometimes a tough dynamic when things aren't going according to plan, you know? And so being able to separate the two, sever the two relationships without hurting either one, um, and give feedback when things aren't going according to plan, but still be about your business. That's been like, that's the struggle is it's for me, it's always been not just even the element of being okay with not being liked all the time, but being okay with also recognizing when there's some overlap there, right? You can't be everybody's buddy when you're in business. And so for me, balancing that with friends, with family and having and navigating those uncomfortable conversations when expectations aren't being met, but it's not personal. It's just business. And you might not like Brianna, the boss, but still like me as a friend. And it's really important to know how to navigate that because the lines can blur really, really, really fast. And it's hard when they do. You're so right. You're so right. And I hope, I hope anybody listening is really taking, I don't want to say taking notes, but really leaning in and hearing what you're saying because it's so completely true. So that leads me to asking, you know, you you have this business, you're a leader, you're really taking charge of what it is that you're doing. We've talked about the fact that you're a mama too. If you had to give a woman that is either entering into this entrepreneurial journey or is like you has been in this entrepreneurial journey for a while now, and now she's seeing, okay, now I'm getting married or now I'm taking on this family. And now like I'm pregnant, whatever the situation, when work-life balance starts to like, or where work and life starts to merge, where do you find that balance? If you could give five tips to like a woman embracing this part of her journey, what would you say to her? Oh my gosh. Well, I would say, I know, buckle up. Yeah. <laughs> I would say to fasten the seatbelt and make sure your airbags are working. No, it's hard. It's intentional. And it's something that you can never stop being intentional about. So I think that that's number one is to always be mindful of where you're at mentally and emotionally. Full transparency here. I had to leave my office yesterday, mid afternoon. I had my first ever real life experience of anxiety, which I've never had before. And you hear people throw around things like, oh gosh, I've got such anxiety about this or, oh, I'm so OCD or, oh, I'm so ADD when they're really not. But you just hear people throw those terms around lightly. And I've been guilty of that. And yesterday I was like, no, this is what an anxiety, this is anxiety. This is what anxiety feels like. Like I, I, this is it. I'm having it right now. I had a little, little anxiety attack and I just had to take a mental health day. You know, like I just was like, you know what? I'm not in the headspace. I'm not going to be able to do my best work today. This is my body reacting to tell me that I am way out of whack right now. And self-care does not mean me first, but it does mean me too. And right now I need to put this need for my own mental health on the front burner for right now. It just has to, it is just, it just has to happen. And had I not done that, I probably wouldn't be able to even navigate this interview today. Like you just, that when, when your body starts to physically give you those signs, you need to listen. And really the ideal goal is to not even get to that point when your body physically starts reacting to your lack of attention to it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the goal is to avoid that. But when it does, you really got to pay attention. It's not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. But I would say that in the spirit of avoiding even getting to that place, some of the things that have been the most helpful for me is probably number one, delegation. 
both as a both in professionalism and also personally. Like no one makes it alone in business or in life, right? We all have friends. We all have family. We all have people that are friends that maybe have turned into family. Like you've got to have a support system around you. And if you don't, that's got to be goal number one. But for me, delegating is key and asking myself, what are the things that really only I can do? Especially when it comes to business and entrepreneurs, it's really easy and starting out too as solopreneurs to get very distracted by all of the all of, all of the busyness that comes with running a business that it can be hard to make the main thing the main thing and the main thing as an owner of your business is to always make sure that you're prioritizing what's creating cash flow and what's making the register ring and so if you've gone through the day and you've realized that you've done all the things but not one call has been made for a new customer not one new connection's been made you haven't done anything to move someone down the funnel then you're consciously choosing to keep your business stagnant without realizing it. So delegating the things that are not in the serving the interests of growing your company, but also at home, what are the things that you can delegate? And I, and I don't care if you're a single woman or not, like I said, no one makes it alone. So in my case, delegating with my husband on who's going to manage what and not subscribing to the old mentality of how women used to have to run the home because those women didn't also run businesses. And so if you're going to be one of those, then you need to give yourself some grace and your partner and you need to be on the same page that that's not how this is going to go and have to have that split up. So delegation is definitely one. I'd say that streamlining everything in your life, really looking at everything that you do and how you dissect your time. I had a coach once and it was the most Brilliant exercise, Whitney. You have to do it. Everybody has to do it. Where you literally take like a plate, like a literal plate, paper plate, whatever, and pie chart onto that plate how you spend your time. 24 hours a day, like it's a clock. So if you sleep for six hours, that's your that's your sleep because that's what you need to function. You're going to put six hours on that pie chart, right? So now we have, what, 18 hours up to the day. So then what do you do? You're probably spending what? Two hours on social media. Okay, now we clock those off. Now you spend this much time doing emails. Now you're spending this much time with your coaching clients. Now you're spending this much time with your significant other. This much time is my workout time. Before you know it, you've got that 24 hours filled up. What does that look like? Like, are you happy with that? How much of that time is what time that you're wasting, right? And how much of that time is actually getting you closer to your dreams and your goals? And really inventorying and streamlining the way that you spend your time is so key. And that too, when it comes to your plate, like you've got a full plate. Once you do this exercise, you'll realize you'll have a full plate. And then what we start to realize is all of the things that we're adding onto our plate and we're not taking anything off. And then we wonder why we're having a mental breakdown or we're losing our minds. And it's because we're not being realistic with ourselves. We have a full plate. So anytime you want to add something to your plate and say yes to that podcast interview or say yes to that lunch with this new connection or say yes to this person, what am I taking off to replace that? And I'm very intentional about that because I'm protective of my time. Because now for me, like if I'm taking something off, it's definitely not going to be time with my daughter. It's definitely not going to be my time to exercise. It's definitely not going to be the time with my husband. So now we're definitely cutting into my sleep or my work. 
And it better be worth it for me to do that. (laughs) You you know what I mean? Oh my gosh. 100%. When you put it into the pie, like I was visually mapping mine out and obviously days to day, it can change day to day, but you still have generally your your chunks, right? You're I mean, you, hopefully you're sleeping every day. So that's (laughs) always going to stay there, you know, and then you do, but it's, it's so, it's so funny. One of the things I always say when people always ask the question, what's your definition of success? You know, we, we get that question as entrepreneurs all the time. And one of my definitions of success, one of them is having the ability to say no. I think that, that there's so much power behind that. And that truly, I feel when you have the ability to confidently just say, no, no, not doing it. Nope. Don't want to do that today. Like Mm -hmm. to me, that's successful. Do you want to go to work? No, not today. Like that you, you have the ability to go and take a mental health day, you know, like even though you do work with your parents, you have, you're at the position where you can say, I'm not, I'm not doing good. I'm not doing good. I got to go home, you know, Mm -hmm. but you've created that type of career for yourself to be able to have and be able to call those shots for yourself where other people can be stuck and and locked up into not being able to call those shots. So the power of no and being able to remove things off of that plate is so powerful. Do you have any other ones? No, I mean, I think that's the biggest one. I think that the final, if I can give one more is also, especially when you, if you are bringing in a new life transition, like becoming a mom, for instance, I learned becoming a mom and juggling all of this is really releasing the expectation that the way you did things is the way you're going to continue to do things. Like, like if I could drop my mic right now, I would, but that would be a really loud sound. Yeah. <laughs> and it sounds like kind of no brainer, but you'd be surprised by the number of things I really resisted really mm. resisted to change. And for me, primarily I can like rattle off weight loss for me. Losing weight was one of those things because pre baby, I just thought I had to work out for a full hour a day or 90 minutes a day. Like that's how I always lost weight before I had a baby is I had that 90 minutes to go to the gym and do a cardio and then the weights. But that's just not realistic to carve out 90 minutes anymore. So once I released this expectation in myself, I started to realize, you know, it's a lot easier for me to carve out four 15-minute sections of my day or three 20-minute sections of my day to make sure I'm burning those calories and getting that movement in and releasing those endorphins, right? Like I just, it can be done, but it can't be done the way you've always done it. And that is probably whenever you're going through a huge life transition or bringing something really big onto your plate is being open to that and, and leaning, leaning into that new reality because that's part of growth. And it took me too long to accept that. I think would have been a lot happier. You make such a good point. Such a good point. And I mean, what you just said there is that just, it's so powerful. I love it. Like I'm literally stuck because it's so true because we do try to hold on to the way things were. And that's where a lot of, I think our stress does come from is because we're not realizing that it's time for change. It's time for a pivot. Like this is a new season. We just need to adjust. And when there's so much resistance to that, it just causes stress, anxiety, and all these things. Um, so yeah, absolutely. I love that you mentioned that. 
So with everything, my gosh, with everything you have going on from, you know, eWomen Network to your personal brand and a creative director and mom and family and just everything. Like, I don't want to stress you out right now, just thinking of it all because you're like a woman that wears a gazillion different hats. Is there one particular thing right now that you're working on that you're just super excited about? So um, I have two. Can I, can I do a, oh my gosh, I, yes, two? I, I think all. I told you about one, but so, okay. So one is just kind of celebrating with you as a girlfriend really quick. So I'm really proud and excited because next Friday I'm hosting a photo shoot. That's really, really special because I called in a friend, you know, we're, we're doing our first live event of the year and I wanted to really offer them something really once in a lifetime because these entrepreneurs that I work with just came out of an unprecedented year too. So this photographer I worked with in my beauty days as a makeup artist and hairstylist. And he is next level crazy. Like not a celebrity photographer, like the celebrity photographer. Like Mm -hmm. if you looked him up, you'd be like, what? His name is Jeff Lipsky. He's insane. Anyways, I somehow managed to talk him into flying to Dallas to photograph our community. And so I have been doing brand reviews for six women entrepreneurs and helping them figure out the best visuals to showcase their brand. And he's flying in and we're going to be working alongside each other. And it's my first time not only working with somebody of this caliber in the creative direction capacity, but bringing something from an old, again, kind of how everything has led me and I've used everything from my past to now. It's just a really beautiful full circle moment of a relationship from several years ago from somebody that, you know, if, if you looked them up on your website, you would never in a million years think you could email this person. You know, what is, what would it, you know, I want this person to do my brand photography. It, you, it wouldn't even occur to you to be an option if you looked at his portfolio. We're talking Brad Pitt, Lady Gaga, The Rock. People magazine cover, the identity fair covers, you name it. Like it's just so exciting. So for me, as a creative director, I'm just really proud and excited of that because I it's just, it's just, it's just I'm at a loss for words that I even Yeah, no, you should be. I mean, I I get it. It I mean it's almost it's like working with an old friend again, which it is, but then it's like both of you have grown so much in business. So it's just, it's an amazing, like you said, a full circle story and yeah. collaborate, collaborative event for the two of you. So I'm yeah. excited to I see just, what comes of it. I can't wait to share. It's going to be amazing. So I, I just, that's coming up like literally next week. So that's up the front of my heart and something that just, I think really kind of started to hit me just how cool that is to be able to kind of work with somebody in this capacity that I, you know, did, I really for a while there didn't think it was going to happen, but but it it did and it all worked out. So that's exciting. The thing next after that is literally the following week, I'm putting together a content creation challenge. It's five days and I'm excited. Whitney, we hit over 800 people in the Facebook group that are participating. We've got over 40 countries that are joining and just five days of training on content creation for entrepreneurs to help them monetize their social media. I've done it before. It was a magical five days. So I just really can't wait to like recultivate that community and, and help these women again. You know, it was the best, it was the best way to kick off the new year. And I feel like now here we are mid year, it's the perfect timing to get re-energized. And I just, I'm looking forward to that. That's amazing. Can women still get in there? Oh yeah. It's free. The landing page, we can put it wherever. If you have a detail section, I'll share it with you, but it's just content.com 
ewomennetwork.com. Okay. Content.ewomennetwork.com. All the information's there. It's it's a, it's a freebie one, all being hosted on Facebook. So check it out. It's going to be amazing. I will. I, I think I'm going to opt in there myself. I, I mean, why not just see what these ladies are up to doing and what awesomeness Brianna is putting down. I might even learn something. So <laughs> I think I will. I'm definitely jumping in there for sure. I encourage anybody to I'd, huh? be, I'd be honored to have you in there. Oh my gosh. 100%. I think I'm going to do that as soon as we're done recording this podcast <laughs> and getting in this five day challenge. Absolutely. That sounds amazing. So I will definitely add those details to the description of the podcast. So whoever is listening, make sure you check out those details because you want to get into that. And then is this like a one-time thing or is this something that you continue to do a couple times a year or? I think it's something I'm going to do a couple times a year. I haven't Committed to that, but I definitely became blaringly obvious after doing it in January. I mean, social media is just so constantly changing. Like the amount of content that I'm having to refresh and revamp since January is wild. It's wild. So I'd like to make it a regular thing, but I'm not promising that. So if you want to get in it, this is definitely the time. Oh, you heard her. Get in it. Check out those details. So with everything that we've discussed today, which has been so amazing, it's been so awesome. I appreciate you so much. I want to know, because we all have one, we all have a favorite verse or a life quote or something that just, you know, keeps us going. If we just glance over at it, you know, what, what is that for you? Um, my biggest favoriteest. <laughs> that's a word. It is now. It. it is. Okay, good. <laughs> we just made it one. Um, my favorite is probably very simple. It's imperfect action is greater than perfect inaction. Ooh, I have not heard that one before. I love that one. Wait, what was it again? Sorry, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. Mm-hmm, you're good. Imperfect action is greater than perfect inaction. It's so easy as entrepreneurs to get stuck and paralyzed and trying to get it perfect that we never press the gas. We never hit go. We never just take action. And I think it's so easy to get caught up just working on it and working on it and working on it. that sometimes you just finally have to jump and build your wings on the way down. So much of perfection comes from doing and you're not going to get it right the first time. I think the minute you just take... You've you got to be prepared, but you can't let your need for perfection stop you from just freaking going and doing it, man. And You're so for so me, right. that's it. It's just knowing it's not going to be perfect. Take imperfect action. Just do it, you know, because it's better than perfect inaction. 100%. I couldn't agree with you more. So if people were going to take action and plug themselves not only into your community and possibly even your five-day course that you're doing, which is amazing, where can people continue to just follow along and be in the inner bubble of Brianna Day? Yeah. Come hang out. I'm Instagram. I'm an Instagram girl. That's really where I like to be. My stories every day. Since my work-life balancing act is really what it is on my Instagram. It's fun. But yeah, come hang out with me on Instagram. It's just, I am Brianna Day. I'd love to connect, get to meet you. If you come from this podcast, DM me and say hi. I'd love to know that we connected through Whitney, through you. And yeah, let's, let's, let's support each other. Hey, hey, friends. 
friends. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Uno Moss podcast. How can you help support us moving forward? Head on over to Apple iTunes and leave us your review. We love hearing back from you and what you're liking best by listening to this podcast. And if you are wanting to elevate your brand, position yourself successfully in an online space and increase your profits, then head on over to socialsavvyinfluencer.com and see how you can connect and get involved with me even more. I look forward to Uno Mas podcast next week. Mm-hmm.